Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our sleep stories commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the app. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to this sleep story from Abide. I'm Jennifer. Thanks for joining me tonight for Eternity in Their Hearts. If you are looking for beauty in the form of rolling coastlines, bright blue skies, quaint tiny towns, and lush green hills, there is one, and only one, destination that should top your destination list. The Emerald Isle. The monuments you explore on this journey will point directly to God's Word and to the wisdom imparted to King Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, which says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Ireland, the Emerald Isle, is home to one of the oldest structures known to man. Newgrange is a Stone Age passage tomb built with a unique design. And tonight, you will explore and understand exactly what the ancient builders had in mind and how it represents the longing God has placed in the hearts of all people. The beauty of the longing for God placed in the hearts of all people is a desire given to us by God himself. And the promise within is that he did not leave us to fill that desire on our own. He sent his beloved only son to make a way for us to know and walk with God for all our days on earth and to know that our eternity is secure in Him. So join me tonight on our journey to Newgrange in the gorgeous pasture outside Dublin, Ireland. Before we begin our journey through the historic site of Newgrange, take a few moments to prepare yourself for sleep. Turn off the lights and climb into bed. As you settle in, let your body rest from a long day. With your eyes closed, adjust your shoulders to find a comfortable position, turning your neck slightly side to side. Let the stress you may have carried today dissipate as you prepare to sleep. Now, take a slow, deep breath. 
Breathe in slowly through your nose, and as you do, acknowledge God's nearness to you throughout your day. Now exhale through your mouth, and as you do, surrender your worries and anxieties to the Lord. Your day has come to a close. There may be tasks and thoughts still fighting for your attention, but instead of letting your mind wander on the things left undone, choose instead to leave these things in the capable, sovereign hands of God. Remember that although you need sleep, God does not. And although you may be worried about unfinished business or feel uncertain of the future, God is not. He reigns supreme over all your needs and your worries alike, and you can trust Him to hold it all together while you rest. Take another slow, deep breath, breathing again through your nose and pausing briefly before exhaling through your mouth. Repeat this once or twice more, letting your mind and heart rest as you center your body in surrender to God. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you thanks tonight for life you have given this dear child of yours. I thank you for the ways that you have richly blessed them and for the ways you have provided for their needs. I pray tonight that you would allow them to rest fully in their status as your beloved child. I pray that any fears or worries would evaporate from their mind and that tonight, as they sleep, they would be able to fully trust you as their God and Father. I pray that you would remind them that you have invited them to choose life. I pray that this would permeate their heart and mind and that it would encourage them to continue walking in the way of Jesus in every aspect of their life. I give you thanks and praise that you are not a God that needs to sleep and because of that, your child can rest securely while they sleep, knowing that you are in control and taking care of all of their needs. Thank you, Lord. We honor you and bless your name. And now, it is time to experience and explore the wonder of life offered to us in Christ by exploring an ancient site whose builders believed deeply in the power of life after death. This belief led them to pursue the very freedom we find in the power of Christ's resurrection. Just as Jesus said to the sister of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. 
God has created people with a longing for heaven and a desire to know him. As King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 3, and as you will see on your journey tonight, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. This journey through the historic Newgrange Monument starts on a long, winding road lined with trees that make a canopy over the road. The trees shield the sun, creating shadows over the asphalt that flicker sunlight through the gaps as the trees move in the wind. The window of your vehicle is down, and with your arm resting on the ledge, you enjoy the windy breeze blowing through. As you gaze out the window, you look above the tree line to notice the striking blue of the sky, stretching as far as your eyes can see. Unhindered by mountains or even clouds, all you see above the deep green of the trees is endless blue. After a few minutes of gently winding roads, you turn into the parking lot and easily find a spot to pull into. Turning off the asphalt of the entry drive and onto gravel clearly designated for cars. You step out of the car and feel the gravelly stones that make impressions on your feet through your shoes. It's only a few steps before you reach the paved sidewalk with signs indicating which direction to walk to reach the Welcome Center. The automatic door opens as you approach and you are hit with a gust of cool air conditioning and you feel goosebumps briefly make their way down your arms and legs. A lovely young woman greets you with a sincere smile and welcomes you to Newgrange. You approach with your ticket and in exchange, she hands you a small half-sheet pamphlet with a map of the facilities and information on the tour schedule for that morning. Before you walk away, she points down the hall and invites you to check out the cafe for a coffee and pastry before beginning your tour. You thank her as you turn to walk down the hall. You walk just a few steps before the hallway curves and soon opens up to a lovely, spacious cafe. There are more than a dozen round tables in different sizes to accommodate groups of different sizes. You walk to the left of the room, against the wall, where you see a stack of trays. You reach for the green plastic tray that reminds you of a school cafeteria. 
You place it on the counter space in front of you, sliding it along the metal track until you're in front of the glass-protected display case with three shelves of items to view. Behind the glass, you see a collection of dessert-like treats, a dark brown chocolate brownie, light tan macadamia nut cookie, and a slice of red velvet cake. The deep red color standing out against the light white of the cream cheese icing layered within make up part of the rainbow of colors within the case. And then there is a tray filled with macarons, each a different pastel color. After making your choices, you move around the corner of the counter sliding your tray along the designated track. As you reach the register, you see an offering of tea and a list of coffees available, deciding that a warm drink would perfectly complement your pastry. You take your selections to a table where you relish the rest of sitting to simply enjoy the treats from the cafe. You sip your warm drink and exhale deeply, expressing your gratitude to God for the peace that passes understanding. You reflect on the promise of life and give thanks for the value and purpose you have found in the family of God. You think about the words of the Apostle Paul from Galatians chapter 2, Verse 20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. After enjoying your time in the cafe, you carry your tray to the designated spot in the corner and make your way back to where the tour will begin. The exhibit opens with a creatively sketched timeline that stretches down a long wall. It highlights significant historic monuments and the world heritage sites, such as the Temple of Kukulkan, the main pyramid of the world wonder Chichen Itza, and the Hagia Sophia, a mosque built in Istanbul, Turkey. Each monument is a sketch with only light shading and minimalistic details. Your eyes wander slowly down the timeline as you realize with surprise just how very old each of these structures really is. You reach the end of the line where you see the picture of what you know you are there to see in person. Simply sketched and highlighted at the end is the icon of Newgrange. You see the date listed below is 3200 BC. It takes you a moment to process just how long ago this site was built. 
more than 5,000 years. These passage tombs were built before Stonehenge and before the Egyptian pyramids, thousands of years before the Apostle Paul penned the words you are now pondering. Thousands of years before Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord, lived and died and resurrected to bring you new life. Thousands of years even before the Lord delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. It's hard to even comprehend the amount of time that has passed since this now historic monument was built. And it's humbling to consider and remember that the Lord your God is beyond time. He has seen it all, and He sees you now. You continue your walk through the exhibit where you learn that Newgrange was built as a passage tomb with a deliberate intent to create a passage of light to shine into the darkness on certain days of the year. Passage tombs were most popular in the Neolithic age and were designed as narrow passageways that were covered with mounds of dirt, stone, and anything else that would help protect and preserve the tombs held within. But the most profound and astounding element was the way these ancient builders aligned a small window or door at the entry of the passageway. These gaps were strategically placed to allow light to shine through the small space, traveling down the passage and illuminating every crevice. You think of the spiritual significance of light and the way that the Holy Spirit shines into the darkness to lead all people to the love of God. You think of the words of Jesus in the Gospel of John, in chapter 8, verse 12, which reads, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. After walking through the museum portion of the exhibits, you walk down the hallway, past the cafe and a staircase. The staircase has a modern design, wide at the bottom and curving as it rises and connects to the second floor. You walk past the staircase, and an automatic door opens for you to exit. The sidewalk curves to the left and through a small garden courtyard. The grass is cut low, and the bright green shines in the sun glowing upon it. There is a small collection of flowers in the ground around a birdbath. 
Yellow and white daisies interspersed with the bright purple of wild lavender. You hear the birds before you see them. The sing-songy chirps come from behind the trees and land gently on the ledge of the birdbath. They continue to sing as you walk past them and onto a bridge that leads you across the River Boyne. The river is flowing steadily. The gushing of the water is soft on your ears. You look across the river to a field on the other side where dozens of cows are in a large pasture. Some are moving slowly as they graze while others lie contently in the sun. There are whitish gray clouds in the distance and the white fades into blue which gets brighter and brighter the higher above the tree line you look. A gentle breeze blows and cools your skin, the perfect complement to the warm sun shining overhead. After you cross the bridge, the path curves into a narrower path with two six-foot-tall hedges on either side. You walk along a little further until you're under a small, covered area. An attendant invites you to grab a seat on the bench while you wait for the bus to arrive. But before you have a chance to sit down, the bus pulls up and you climb aboard with the rest of the tour group. The bus ride is short and you soon turn down a long, paved road. You climb off the bus and follow the group up a gravel path and through a short wooden gate. You look around and see that the short drive has taken you to what feels like a large field. The trees are far in the distance, and though you can see the river far off, there is not much else around you. A tour guide greets you and shares an abbreviated version of what you learned at the museum. She emphasizes how deeply the ancient architects cared about life. The life lived on Earth as much as the life that was to come. You think again of the true life you have found in the love of God and the way it impacts both the life you live now and the eternal life promised to you in Christ. It is no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. Gracious God, thank you for the life offered to your children in Christ. We worship you and exalt your name. The tour guide invites you to walk into the passageway, nearly unchanged since it was first created so long ago. She invites you to see the way the light profoundly shines in the darkness. You follow her lead down the narrow stone walkway 
and gather with the other visitors at the top of the passageway. Even though it is early afternoon and as bright as the day could be outside, the passageway is dim. There are small lights that keep it from total darkness. With a clear warning, she allows the lights to dim to nearly nothing, allowing you to experience fully the way the light would shine at the winter solstice. You eagerly wait with the others as the lights dim to darkness. The tour guide shares that on the shortest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, the light would slowly break through at dawn. The first glimpse would come down the small window at the top of the passageway and would quickly illuminate the hallway. The light begins to shine as she describes the phenomenon and you see with profound clarity just how brightly the small glimpse of light can illuminate the darkest places. As you think about the reasons the ancient dwellers built these passage tombs, you consider the desire they must have had to know that there is life beyond their moments here on earth. You are reminded of the words of King Solomon, written in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 11, he writes, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. God has set eternity in the human heart and given all people a desire to know him. And this is the pinnacle of Newgrange. There is a light that shines on the darkest night and it illuminates the hidden and covered areas, bringing light and glory into places that have long since been buried. For the ancient dwellers of this prehistoric community, there was a hope and a peace. You consider the significance of an eternal perspective, and you are humbled by the intentionality of the God of the universe, the God who has truly set eternity in the hearts of men the God who pursues relationship with his children. Your reflection on the ancient interest in life after death fills you with a renewed hope that God is and has always been drawing people back to himself. You give thanks for the gift of Jesus and for the true offer of eternal life found in Christ. You remember once more the words of the Apostle Paul as he reflected on the life that he had because of Jesus, and you adopt his mantra as your own. 
My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You stand amazed that even those in ancient cities were drawn to the light because of what it revealed to them about life and death and the God who is over it all. The tour group exits the passageway and slowly makes their way back to the bus. You reflect with gratitude to God for the life you have in Christ and for the joy of knowing the God who has set eternity in the hearts of his people. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the one who has set eternity in our hearts. Thank you for creating us with a desire to know and connect with you the creator and sustainer of all things. We rest in the confidence we have found in the life of Christ, and we worship you. I pray that you would bless this dear child of yours as they sleep. Be their protector and sustainer. Protect their mind and bless them with the gift of sleep. We give you thanks, honor, and praise. Amen. As you continue to embrace the gift of rest, do so in confidence that the Lord your God has gone before you. He has given you a desire for him, and in Christ, he has given you life everlasting. <laughs>